0: But uh, if you got your Bibles, turn to the book of 1 John, chapter number 1. Let me ask you all a question tonight. How many of you all claim the label of a Christian? Yes, Every one of us, I should hope so, that we claim that label. But let me ask you this, do you know what comes with that title? If, if, I'm going to title the message tonight more than just a title. In the book of 1 John, chapter number 1, starting in verse number 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before You, Lord, as humble, Father God, as I know how. So thankful, Father, for this day that you blessed us with, Father. Lord, I thank You for the opportunity, Lord, You've given me to stand and preach Your Word. Father, I ask and pray that you forgive me, Father, where I've come short, Father. Lord, I pray that you'll empty me of myself, Father, and that you'll come in, Father, and that you'll use me tonight, Father, in that a mighty way, Father. I pray, Lord, that the Word might go out and touch a heart somewhere, Father, but nothing that I do, Lord, but what you do through me, Father God. Lord, I love you and I thank you, Father, for what you've done. I thank you for that precious cross at Calvary. I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I've been I've been toying with this thought for the past couple weeks, more than just a title. You know, whenever you and and this is going to sound it's kind of new for a lot of people, you know, on, on the Facebook, if you see on Facebook, you've got people, they say Christian other and their religious views is Christian or Baptist or whatever it may be. Did you know the moment you place that there that puts you in a place, it puts you in the Christian place? And whenever people see that, they're going to expect you to live like that. They're going to expect you to be found doing the things of God. Because this world just looks for a reason. This world just looks for an excuse not to be a Christian. And the moment that you take one toe out of line and the world sees it, they're going to use that as an excuse. Now, am I saying that you have to be absolutely perfect? No, because you can't be. I can't be because of this. Because of this flesh that is on me. But this is, I like, I like this particular passage I read because it says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us. Isn't it wonderful to know that we have a Savior, that no matter what we do, we can always go to Him and say, Father, forgive me. And He is faithful and just to forgive us. But being a Christian is more than just saying you are one. It requires a relationship. It requires a certain kind of way to act. It requires a certain walk that you have to do. Because in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10, it says, we are His workmanship. You know, I looked up that word today, workmanship. You know what that means? It means it it is something that is made by, the the, the appropriate word was an artisan or or, or a, a, a guy that does a particular kind of trade or a work. We are His workmanship, which means that we are something that He has created. We are something that, you know, whenever you get saved, there's something put into your heart that makes you different. And, and us being His workmanship, this, you know, usually whenever a craftsman makes something, he sets it aside and that's all there is to it. You know, this, this podium here, somebody made this. This, this is what it is. But when it comes to us, we have to choose. What we're going to be. You know, whenever He puts something in us, we have to, we have to take that and we have to use it. We have to take that salvation. We have to practice with it. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You know, I, I, I think about that as I was thinking about this. If we say that we walk in light and we don't, if we say these things, the thing is, I know a lot of people in this world that claim the title Christian, but I don't see an ounce of God in their life. I see a lot of people that say, oh, I'm a Christian, but they don't act it. They, they don't live it. You cannot see any kind of fruit from that. And that's very important. This verse right here is where they fall in. If they say that they have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, they lie. And the same thing goes for us. The very moment that we step out of line, the very moment that we decide not to live for God, I believe with all of my heart, Brother Toby, that 99% of all sin is preconceived. I believe that the moment a sin is conceived, you decided, I'm going to sin. But isn't it wonderful to know He's faithful and just to forgive us? I love that. We have to maintain our testimony. So I was thinking about this, you know, us being his workmanship, we have to maintain our testimony. That is the most important thing of a Christian walk is your testimony. Well, what is that? The kind of life that you live. Not just, not just the story of how you got saved, but living that salvation every day. Because the moment, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I've been in these situations personally. The moment that you step out of line and the world sees it, they're going to call you on it. Yeah, that's exactly the moment you slip up, the world's going to see it and they're going to go, well, I don't want no part of that. Right. So be careful. Be careful. Guard that testimony. Protect it. Be mindful. A very good preacher friend of mine, he will not eat at the chop house on Broadway. You know why? Because it sits behind a liquor store. He doesn't want to be seen pulling out of that parking lot. He doesn't want somebody to think, oh, he's been at the liquor store. He, he's that devote to his testimony. You know, there are a lot of people that won't... That, no, Brother Toby, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. He won't go to the movies. Do you know why? Because no one knows what he's going to see. I admire that. I admire that. I do. No one knows what he's going to see. You know, he, he may walk in, somebody may think, well, he's going to see that rated R movie that he don't need to be seeing. Next thing you know, his testimony's hurt. Be mindful of where your feet take you. Right. Because they may take you somewhere where you don't need to be. Right. And the next thing you know, someone sees it. Yeah. You know, and, and I've, I've mentioned this before last time I preached. You may be the key to someone's salvation. Right. You may be the only thing standing between them and eternity. Yeah. And the moment you slip up, right there, the moment that you live... In such a way that it's not pleasing to God. And that person sees it. And they die and go to hell. The Bible says your, their blood is on your hands. That's scary. That's so scary. We have to guard our testimony. We have to let the world see that we are different. The Bible tells us to be what? A separated people. What does that mean? Not being part of the world. Being separate. Being Being different. If being different means I get to go to heaven, I want to be as different as I can be. To guard that testimony. You have to determine the kind of Christian you want to be. Do I just want to be, do I just want to be the kind of Christian that, that only goes to church on Sunday morning and then the rest of the week I can do whatever I want to do? Because I know a lot of Christians that are like that. And the thing is, I'm going to go back to Facebook. I know a lot of Christians that go to church only on Sunday morning so they can pull out that phone. I went to church today. Put it back in their pocket and they never set foot in the church again till the next Sunday morning. They don't get anything out of the service. They're not here to worship God. They're here to look good. That's not the right reason to come to church. That's not the right reason to be a Christian. I think about bearing fruit. What's the fruit of a Christian? It's another Christian. Did you know, and and I've done this math, I've done this math. If I lead Toby to the Lord, and me and him go out and we lead two more people to the Lord, and all four of us go out, you keep doing that over and over again, over a course of 30 different times, you have over two million Christians. Two million. That's a lot. All because you want to maintain your testimony. All because you want to do what is right for God. All because you all because you want to be different. All because you want to see the fruit of the Lord grow. Yeah. Right. You have to purpose in your heart the kind of Christian you want to be. My prayer is that I can be the best Christian for God that I can possibly be. It's not about what people see in me. It's about what He sees in me. Because if he sees that I'm doing good, then you're going to see that I'm doing good. The outward appearance is very important. You know, you have to, you know, and the thing is, most of the time, whenever you see another Christian, you can tell. You can tell there's something different about that person. My wife at work, I'm going to pick on her now. My wife at work, she she doesn't work with safe people always. You know, not, not all of us do. They were going to invite her to a party. Had drinking. But but they looked at her and they said, you know, it's okay if you don't want to come. I know you don't drink. And the thing is, she didn't even tell them that she didn't drink. They just saw it. They knew there was something different. They knew there was something there. Isn't it wonderful when someone walks up to you and says, I bet you know Jesus, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. Isn't that a wonderful feeling when someone can see Christ just permeating off of you? That is the greatest feeling. I love when people look at me and say, but you're saved, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. And next thing you know, we're conversating about the Lord. The Lord's pleased with that. Truly living like a Christian is something that you have to do on purpose. You know, Toby says it all the time. You have to get up and come to church on purpose because the devil will make sure you don't do it by accident. The devil's going to do everything he can to hinder us from being the Christian that we need to be. He'll do anything he can. He'll throw good weather in your way even. It's a pretty sunny day on a Sunday morning. I think I go to the lake. Go to the golf course. You know, me, Toby, Nick have talked about on Sunday afternoon. Nice sunny day today. We could skip church tonight, couldn't we? We could, but we're not going to. You know, I'm just kidding. We don't talk about skipping church on Sunday night. Well, me and Nick don't. But, um, you know, you have to purpose in your heart. That you're going to live for God, it's not something you're going to do on accident. You're just not going to get up and just fall in the lap of, of God and say, "All right, Lord, I'm here." It's something, it's something that, that you have to, you know what? Get up in the morning. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do my best to witness to somebody. My biggest problem is door knocking. I'll admit to you right now, I have a problem with it. I don't know why. It's something that my it, and I know and Toby tells it, it embarrasses my flesh. That's the problem with, with most Christians is that they don't door knock, they don't witness because it embarrasses the flesh. But I have to overcome my flesh through Jesus Christ to be able to go knock on a door. Because if I don't knock on a door, that door knock may be someone's ticket to heaven. And if I don't go and knock on that door, that person goes to hell, their blood's on my hands. I'm held accountable for that. You know, living for the Lord is something that we have to do on purpose. Have to purpose in our heart. Book of Romans, chapter one, believe us verse sixteen, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first, and then to the Greek. I'm not ashamed. What does it mean to be ashamed? It means I don't I'm afraid somebody's gonna think something bad of me when I when I go knock on a door. Or, or when I tell somebody about Jesus, or, 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 whenever, whenever I'm at Walmart and someone, someone sees me looking at the Bibles or whatever, or at a bookstore and, and they say, I'll put it down real fast. I don't want to see that, you know? The thing is, God's pleased with us whenever we live for Him. That's That's where, that's where our blessings come from. No, being a Christian is more than just a title. It should be a way of life. It should be something that we purpose in our heart every morning when we get up and every night before we go to bed, that we're going to do our best and that for God. We're going to try our best to live our lives in such a way that would be pleasing to Him and not to anyone else. Because the moment that you start worshiping God in yourself and trying to look good for someone else is the moment you will fall flat on your face. I can tell you right now, if me or Toby or these other preachers here were to stand behind this pulpit and do it within ourselves, God would not give us the utterance to do it. And God would not bless us for it. Do You know why our church is fulfilling so many things? You know why our church is blooming so much? Because we have a man of God that stands behind the pulpit, that preaches the Word of God the way it's supposed to be preached, because we have a man of God that knows Christianity is more than just a title. That's why our church blooms so much. If your church is is blooming, that's why. Because you have a man of God that does his job correctly. You have church members that are trying their best to live their lives for God. Because that's what it takes. That's what it takes to see success in God, is to be a Christian on purpose. Is to live your life for God as, as, if, as if there is a purpose behind it, because there is a purpose behind it. But if we walk in the light, as He is the light, we have fellowship One with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. That's good, isn't it? Isn't it good to know that if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. You know, the Bible says that our spirits will bear witness one with another. That's how people see Christ in our lives. That's how they see that difference. That's how they see that it's more than just a title. It's a way of life. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I know a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people that have this holier than thou attitude. I'm better than you. I'm more spiritual than you. And I know it. Well, I'm here to say right now, you are a liar. I'm here to say, because well, why am I saying that? Because this right here says you are, says the truth is not in you. So the moment that you begin to think, well, I'm doing more than this person is, is the moment you are deceiving yourself. Being, what else does it mean to be a Christian? Be humble. You know, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll what? He will exalt you in due time. I, I love that Verse. Because there are times where, where even I myself get very prideful and begin to get puffed up. And what does the Lord have to do? That's enough. I have to, I have to remain humble. I have to know. God, I cannot do anything without You. Because I'm here to tell you, you didn't save yourself. God saved you. The love of Jesus Christ saved you. That precious blood that was shed on Calvary saved you. And that's what's going to keep you until eternity. Absolutely nothing that you do You know, for by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. For we are what? His workmanship. I love that. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's a key word in that verse it's all. You know, whenever you get saved, the Lord doesn't save you from some of your sin. doesn't save you from half of your sins. He saves you from all of them. He saves you from every sin that you ever committed. For those of you that were saved at an older age, from the time you got saved back, they're gone. And And from the time you sin from that point on, it says right here, He's faithful and just to forgive you all of your unrighteousness. Now, don't get me wrong, is that sin that you'll have to pay for it at some point? Yes, it is. But He will forgive you for it. If we say, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I like, I like the term faithful and just. You know, no matter how faithful we are to God, He is always faithful to us. You could be as far away from the Lord tonight, still be saved, but be as far away from the Lord tonight as you can possibly be. And guess what? He is still faithful and just to forgive you all unrighteousness. Doesn't matter, you, you know. And, and the thing is, you well, I'm not living like I ought to. I'm not not doing like I ought to. Doesn't matter. Lord said right here, He is faithful and just to forgive you. Maybe you want to get back on, get, you know, get back on that path of righteousness, get back on that Christian walk with God. It doesn't take much. All it takes is an altar and a little bit of time to pray. It's easy, simple. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. Now that verse, You know, I have never sinned. What that saying right there is, I'm making God a liar. You know why? Because he said, for all have sinned and come short of the honor and the glory of God. That's that's where that holier-than-thou crowd comes in at. You know, I'm perfect. No, you're not. You know why? Because the Bible says you're not. For all have sinned. I don't know about you all. I fit in all. I'm in all. For all have sinned and come short. But regardless of how far I may drift away from God, regardless of the things that may come in my way, I am always welcome at the table of God because I am a child of God and I have been saved by His precious blood. No matter, and you know, the thing is, we all, you know, some of us still have our parents, others' parents have gone on to be with the Lord. I am still welcome at my parents' table. No matter what I do, my mom has always told me, you always have a spot here. Same thing with God. If you are a child of God, you have always got a spot at God's table to come in, to eat of His Word, to learn of Him. Being a Christian is more than just saying you are one. Anyone can say they're a Christian. Matter of fact, me and Toby, a while back, we were over at Harbor Freight. This man drove up. Pulled out he want money. Had an ID in his pocket. And on that identification it said, Reverend something or other. Oh, I'm a do you have any money for an old preacher? No, I don't. I don't, I really don't. But but people carry that title, Reverend or Christian, or whatever, on their driver's license, so people might give them something. You know what? You all don't supply my needs. He does. You all don't give me anything. God does. God may use you to do it, but at the end of the day, it all comes from right. Him. At the end of the day, whenever you lay down to sleep at night, it's just you and God while you, while you sleep. Right. Whenever the end time comes, you stand there. It will be you and God. Nobody else will be there. Right. Whenever you stand before that judgment seat of Christ, it will be you and Him and nobody else. So I think about this, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm nothing more than a sinner saved by that marvelous blood of Jesus Christ. That is all that I am. That is all that I will ever be. I'm getting to heaven by one drop of blood. Blood that was dropped off that blessed tree at Calvary. And you know what? I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve to be died for. But He went anyway. You know Why? Because He loved me. Want to know why? Because He loves you. He loves you tonight, church. He loves you with everything that is in Him. Does He love you? Be more than just a title for Him. Be more. Be more than just saying, oh, I'm a Christian for the Lord. Live like it. Talk like it. Act like it. Everything in this, this world is going to look at you under a microscope the moment you say, I am a Christian. Don't bring reproach upon the church or upon the name of Jesus Christ. I've done it enough in my life by saying that I'm a Christian and I make a mistake and people see it. The next thing I know, I've lost that person Forever.